0: and welcome to the long box guys with me as always are some of my very best friends since i was a very little kid i'm gonna go straight to mike because he might pass out at any moment mike how you doing And what are you drinking i'm doing well and i'm drinking some maker's mark and it's been a while since you've had alcohol in the house
1: it has oh it's much better with ice <laughs> it's much better with ice
2: smooth you know, it out wow, a little mom. bit
0: smooth yeah. it out uh Josh, how you doing over there, buddy? And what are you drinking?
3: I'm doing good. Uh I'm having a nice uh, uh a beer called a Dunkelweiss from Tucker, one of the oldest Bavarian German uh beer makers in the world. Ooh, Still operating.
2: Bavarian? Yeah, it probably is yeah. Tommy, how you doing what are you drinking there, buddy? I'm drinking some Duncan Taylor Scotch. It's delicious. How are you doing, Tom? What are you drinking tonight?
0: I am drinking a scotch that is uh, uh, rum barrel cured, because I really like rum, and I love scotch. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but uh, it has just a little hint at the very end. It's perfect. It's just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. Doesn't overdo it.
3: Actually, Tom, it's the oldest beer in Nuremberg.
0: Oh. Really? Well, that brings us to our guest tonight. Thank you for the slow ball. Nazi fighter all-around good guy and Jewish icon, Magneto. Who would like to tell us a little bit so that's who we're going to be talking about today? <laughs> who would like to give us a little bit about the background?
3: Apparently that was me.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, appearing all the way back in X-Men number one, 1963, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, Magneto is the titular opponent of the X-Men and sometimes leader... Wait, is that, does that work?
1: no him? not really
0: no no he, if, no, if his
1: name was x-men then he'd be the titular
0: <laughs> yeah, titular the means X-Men. the title i got it wrong for years too preeminent i thought it only preeminent
3: preeminent yeah oh, okay sure is the preeminent uh opponent of professor xavier uh, sometimes the opponent of the X Men, sometimes their leader. He is diametrically opposed in philosophy as to how to handle the human mutant dichotomy that goes on in the world. He is the Malcolm X to uh, to to the solution of of ongoing things. He was the Martin Luther King to the martin luther king of professor x thanks tom uh his birth name was max eisenhart often referred to as eric Lenscher. he has also been magnus Lenscher, magneto his background over the years has changed but it is generally uh, held true that he is a holocaust survivor he I, i i i honestly think the uh the film adaptation of his being pulled away from his mother is actually very gripping in Beautiful. a in a in a series of films that often is horrifically subpar. That scene is very powerful. I believe that is that in Days of Future Past? What? No,
0: I think I know that.
1: No, it's uh, X-Men first class, I believe. See, first I, thought class.
3: First. I thought it first was first class. class. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so First Class really brings us back and shows uh, how he, sort of how ripped away uh, he is and how that sort of forms his, it's it's probably the most succinct version of his background you're ever going to find. Go watch that seven minute scene and you will have the background of a hundred comic books sort of summed up into what is, what is Eric Lencher's sort of story from the beginning. If you were going to put a, give him a cliff note, that would be it.
0: I, I love the way you said that. Actually, I, I, you saw me make a face, and I'm like, "You have the background of a hundred comic books. It's like a superpower." But you're yeah. right; that really is a good, good, you know, uh, encapsulation of, of what kind of drives Magneto.
3: Of, yeah, of how we see him and and how he's been written over these. That really is just sort of the 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 pinion in it. It's 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 great. It's a, it's a good scene in an otherwise not great series. And then from there on, Magneto appears in Many, many stories, many storylines. He is everywhere. Sometimes the villain, sometimes the a, a different moral perspective for the X Men, and then eventually uh, both a leader and and once again the villain. So he he's all over the place. If you don't know by his name, of course, he is the master of magnetism. His powers uh, waver into even the minutiae of magnetism uh, with uh, electromagnetic waves. uh, So electricity, uh, attraction, retraction, every aspect of uh, of ferrous metals he control, rip metal apart, reshape it, form force fields, fly. Uh, He has ripped the iron out of people's bloods to watch them pass out. Uh, He has such a fine control over that power he is often considered one of the most powerful mutants um is he, i assume he's considered an omega yeah i yeah. mean how could he not be and and so he he's just been written fantastically well over the years and been very well treated as both a advocate for for what happened to the jews and just the perspective of how the trodden might respond to the violence that was put against them, right? So just a great character. he's been long lived, and I would say, probably after Wolverine, the best known or the most widely understood uh character in the uh in all of the X titles,
1: that's fair.
0: Yeah.
3: Is that that's <laughs> that's, all you got? That's what I got, yeah.
0: He also has, I, I'm also uh, looking over some of the other powers that he has. I think he got it all pretty well done. Uh, astral projection is one that I didn't understand, but that's because he has low level mental powers as well, uh, that's augmented by his magnetism for some of you, and that's what it says here. I don't think I've ever seen him do that. anybody remember him doing that?
2: Well, I mean, I mean he he does have low level mental powers because he's able to fight off Charles's psionic attacks. Yeah,
0: he has uh, telepathic resistance. That's yeah. the helmet. That's the yeah. helmet.
3: Usually, he's a genius inventor. Like he's an absolutely brilliant mind, right? He yeah. helps uh, invent Cerebro. He invents the helmet that so he can not be affected by Charles. He's a uh, you know a tactician. He over the years has assembled disassembled countries through tactics and and reason so he's uh, also one of the finer intellects in the marvel universe
0: and one of the few known polyglots (laughs) we only got like five but we i think we played that game once name all the polyglots
1: he also has what tom loves and that's the hero's journey right so he starts off as incredibly militant in the X-Men, beginning you know, X-Men number one. And then as time goes on, when Chris Claremont takes over, he really adds the depth to Magneto and brings in the whole backstory of a Holocaust survivor. Uh, he originally viewed him as Menaka Begin. Okay. Yeah, and it's your dad. You ask him. Don't look at me, Josh. I know. (laughs) Uh, But uh, when, if you uh, if you want to read some of the X Men building up to his conversion, like he undergoes a lot of uh, a story arc. But the New Mutants, actually, I think is probably if you want to see how Magneto adjusts and becomes the headmaster and takes the New Mutants under their wing. I think that starts in around, like, uh, New Mutants 30-something um, and goes into the 70s or 80s before he he leaves. So Claremont, who was writing the New Mutants, was, uh, was definitely... It had that in mind. And you also have... The classic. He joins the X Men and gets and stands trial for all his crimes that he did to redeem himself. Um, uh, and that's X Men 200. So the issues leading up to that are really good. My favorite.
2: Well, go ahead, LT. I was gonna say before that, Magneto tries to tries to give humanity an ultimatum. You know, basically saying you know, you're gonna leave the mutants alone. And if you don't, you're going to answer to me and you're going to end all war. Otherwise, it's going to end poorly for you. And he gives that ultimatum to all of the nations of the world. And Russia immediately attacks his this island that, that Magneto has raised, risen from the depths. And Magneto responds by destroying the missiles and imploding the sub that, that launched them and then raising a volcano in one of the Russian cities. And he says, if you do it again, the next city is going to be Moscow. And after that, it's going to be your whole country. I'm not kidding. That's it. We're done. And later in that episode, all of the X-Men are on his, his island base, and they've all been depowered by a device that he has set up, he only thinks that Scott's on the base. He doesn't realize that all the rest of the X-Men are there. All the X-Men are there. They attack him. They nearly beat him. And the device ends up being destroyed. And they attack him with his powers. And he is, he's attacking everyone. And he thinks he has killed Kitty Pride just by accident and he thinks he has killed her and realizes that he's killed this innocent child even though he's already destroyed an entire city in in soviet territory and it crushes him that he has destroyed an innocent child
3: and the only other jewish representation in the x-men i'm just saying
2: and pretty that's much a, one of the Jewish representations in all Marvel at the time. But it just, it nearly destroys him. And he, he just gives up all of his plans for conquest and, and just gives up. Yeah. That is,
1: that is the precipitating event for him for, to,
2: uh, for all go the on. change. Yeah. It's like the beginning of his hero's journey, really. And, you know, and that's an I Magneto. Which is somewhere between X-Men 144 and 153, somewhere. But, but yeah. Uh, But that's a great story. And that kind of begins his hero's journey, in my mind, anyway.
1: Yeah, Magneto's had the whole, like, I'm just going to have an island and leave me the fuck alone and don't fuck with us uh, concept going on for quite a while. He had Asteroid M. He had Genosha. And when they... Uh, raised uh, up Utopia, which was part of Asteroid M, out of the sea. He was one of the main mutants on Utopia helping form that community off the coast of San Francisco. So, and then uh, in the new Krakoa uh, in House of X, he's also readily involved in that, but for some reason he's not on the uh, council. He's just kind of taking a side step away from leadership. But I think that's mainly due to... I don't think... Maybe Hickman
3: didn't want to use him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't
1: know.
3: Redding is expensive.
0: Yeah.
3: Hmm. The, uh, compare, the comparison of Menachem Bacon kind of surprises me.
0: Bagan, that was out of left field for me. I had no idea where
3: that came from. Yeah. Uh, so Bacon predates... I mean he helped a lot of Jews escape Poland and he himself left Poland before it was invaded. And I'm sure he had family and relatives that were caught up in the, everything that happened in in the Holocaust in Germany and Poland and Russia. But it just, it does surprise me a little bit that that he picked Begin as sort of the, the point of contact rather than somebody who viscerally, uh, sort of live through the camps, right? But I mean, Begin is by all means sort of an extreme defender of the of the, the faith and the and the, the Jewish Don't get me homeland wrong. The Jewish homeland. Don't get me wrong. Begin yeah. is that. But um And that's yeah. what
1: Magneto was doing. He was forming a a he was, homeland. Yeah.
3: Yep. yep. Yeah. So I, I can see that parallel, but it surprises me that he picked somebody who didn't well, I mean, he didn't pick somebody, right? That people are disassociating. I don't know if Claremont ever said that himself or if people are like, oh, clearly this is a, a parallel to Bacon," because that's who they saw in no, his that, time when it was printed, right? I don't know if he said that.
1: Claremont uh, said that's who he based it on.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Well, there you
0: go. Yeah, I've always been of the, this is obvious. That's one of the great things about comic books and the X-Men in general. To me, it's always been obvious that it was a Malcolm X Martin Luther King dichotomy in what they were talking about, and that must have been what the writers did. I'm wrong. That's okay. But that's the way I read it, and that's kind of my imprint on it. And that's the imprint a lot of people have, by the way. Yeah,
3: and uh, Bacon could be considered the Malcolm X of Israel, right? He sure. could be considered the yep. the the more extreme side of making yeah. sure our homeland is secure, especially in the era which was, you know, in the, in the mid to late 60s.
0: Yeah, the uh, at first in my mind I had a qualm because he wasn't nationalistic enough, but Zionistic and nationalistic is the same exact coin. It's just you know a different word. So yeah, I think yeah, I think it actually fits terrific. And and even if it doesn't, who am I to judge? That's the guy who wrote right. it.
3: That's that's the guy who wrote it, right? Yeah. yeah. And it makes me want to uh, try to find maybe a bio of Begin and yeah. and and dig in a little bit.
0: Begin. It's bacon, 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 It's bacon. I love be bacon. <laughs> <Bought me begging. laughs> Sorry. Uh Mike, did you say your favorite one yet? I did. I said uh, I'd recommend The New Mutants. Then you mean That was terrific. I know Tommy uh, did his. Josh, did you say what your favorite one was?
3: I don't that I have a favorite. Man.
1: Can I guess? Sure. For Josh? For Josh, it's when... Magneto rips all the adamantium (laughs) out of Wolverine.
3: I mean, mean, that was cool. Supremely cool. What was uh, the the storyline when Magneto was trying to uh, create the homeland in the Savage Lands?
1: Yeah, it it was. That That, was was also in the Uncanny X Men. That was in the two seventies, I think. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah, right around there. I really liked.
1: That cover with him and Rogue. uh,
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, Stegosaurus? Uh,
3: Yeah, I really liked liked that stretch. That was sort of the turning point for me where you were like, is he a bad guy? Like, he he really, at that point, tried to peel off and just be like, I'm going to be alone out here. And it was contemporary for me. uh, Like, there were probably storylines similar to that before I started reading the X-Men, but that was when I was contemporarily reading them as they were coming out and being like, oh, this is really awesome. And uh, I really just like everything about the Savage Lands because I love dinosaurs. And that whole thing with Haman Rogue and that storyline and the Claremont at the time. And uh, I, I don't know who was uh, the artist at the time, but I, it's really like sort of like the some of the golden moments for me for the X-Men in general. And I really loved that era. So he's just, yeah,
0: he's such like a good that, character. Yeah. I like that run too, but I never understood why he kept picking such unhospitable places to create his mutant paradise. Like, there was on. already living there. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's called the Mormons in Utah. No, they yeah. went there because nobody else wanted to live there.
0: Yeah. But there were already people in the Savage land and there were dinosaurs.
3: They were and savages, Tom. Mutates. Um, mutates. Yeah.
0: Alright. Uh, Asteroid M, uh, kinda hard to get to.
3: Totally tough yeah. to get to. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's the zero
3: Ubers going to Asteroid. He was in charge
1: M. of Genosha for a while though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That wasn't that didn't work out great.
3: <laughs> not work great. No.
1: That's because you know, for all his brilliance and stuff, he's he's not a good day to day. Running the government kind of guy.
3: No, he's not a,
0: yeah. His henchmen never had the same suits. And that says a lot, I think.
3: Yeah, he never really had a good hench network.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. The Acolytes. Uh... Yeah. Brotherhood of Evil Mutants all wore different costumes.
3: Oh, yeah. Every
1: single one of them. Yeah, and Toad, really, Toad, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Mastermind, they all betrayed me at some point, right? Yeah
3: yeah 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 not great and he was a king of the hellfire club right for a while yeah i think it was the red king yeah
1: him and storm
3: yeah join once again no matched uniforms and they even had a perfect hierarchy to to uniform people hellfire club and they don't take it Nobody takes it yeah no Miserable. Wasted opportunity, that's what it totally is. Totally wasted opportunity, yeah. So, from a branding perspective, Magneto is a total failure.
0: Plus, evil layers, right? We went over a couple of those. He, what, a volcano. It makes perfect sense for him. He can create and make volcanic layers, shield them electromagnetically. Wherever he pull wants. These, wherever yeah. he wants. Come on, man. That's an easy one. Uh, for my, by the way, my favorite one is Old School Magneto, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, where he's still lying to Quicksilver and Wanda, and he's an absolute total dick. I like yeah. the evil, evil Magneto as a bad guy, as a nice, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't want to kill anyone. I want to kill everyone. You know, I like that, Magneto. Like, I've created a bomb that kills humans and spares mutants, and I'm going to send it off. Hurrah for me. Like I
3: like that Magneto. Stegron evil. <laughs> Stegron evil. Yeah. He's a four or five who moves one person out
2: of his lane. Yeah, that's I right. Think I think you're thinking Sauron evil. That's a snapshot. Oh, I was, Sauron.
0: Thinking, I was yeah. thinking Sauron. Yeah. Sauron evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just want to make dinosaurs. Just want to make dinosaurs out of <laughs> everyone. <laughs> uh, that's my my pick. Uh, does anyone else have anything else they want to say about Magneto? What about the time he disguised himself as Zorn for like two years? We don't talk about that. Why don't we talk about that? Because that's weird.
1: Yeah, that's why we don't yeah. talk about yeah. that. Let's not just Skip over the Zorn period.
0: What, what, what was up with that? He, let's just
1: say what? that Magneto's helmet protects him against telepathy, but not against concussions.
0: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> All right. Okay. Is that what happened to Zord?
1: My man has had a lot of traumatic brain injuries over
0: the
2: (laughs) years. He's gotten hit a lot. Are you saying
0: that Magneto took a blow to the head?
2: He doesn't even have an arming pad under there. Look, man, a lot of hits to the back of the head. That's the way you beat Magneto a lot of times is hit to the back of the head. (laughs) All you really got to like, hey,
0: Wolverine, all you got to do is like give him a little slap on the back of the head. (laughs) Like, I know it seems counterintuitive. But man, uh, just man, trust me on this one. Most of the time, that's how they beat
1: him. They He's sneak up behind weaknesses. him. Yeah. Two that's weaknesses: right. concussions and being thrown into the
0: sun. Two weaknesses. Uh, so you're saying my man Magneto took a hit to the brain and went Chris Gaines on us for two years?
1: Yes. He yeah. became a country artist, <laughs> or no, a rock star. Sorry.
0: Uh, he, was, he was. He was. He wasn't really either. <laughs> Thank you for getting that one, uh, Mikey. You're welcome. Does he ever? Does Chris Gaines ever tour? I, I, I don't know, but I think uh, he's
1: fucking Garth Brooks's wife. I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that happens. That has to happen. <laughs> Any last words on everyone's favorite master of magnetism? We're all agreed that he, how many, does he have any kids? Like Three.
3: Polaris.
0: Polaris. Yeah.
3: Quicksilver and.
0: I thought Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch weren't really his kids. Oh, who the fuck knows? Who knows? Let's That's just say for
3: now,
2: they may or may not be. i well, tell Polaris. you, know, why don't
1: we ask Chris Claremont?
2: Yeah. We'll <laughs> ask Polaris for Claremont sure, when right? It doesn't him. mean he doesn't buy him presents at Christmas.
0: Polaris for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. One for sure.
3: The only thing I'm going to say before we go on for Magneto, it seems after Magneto was created a long time ago, 63, right? There are very few, well, Marvel has pretty much kept his power set to his lineage. And there's not a lot of other, like DC has that one like really ridiculous version of him, right? With the, yeah, he's got the big giant thing on it, the horseshoe on his head. Like, it seems like a pretty cool power set that isn't uh utilized a lot.
0: Yeah, when you got one guy who does it that well.
3: I guess, yeah. I can't remember the guy in D.C. He was, the, he was in the Legion. I'm going to look it
0: up because I don't think I'm going to get it.
3: He wore a blue uniform and he had a gold horseshoe on him. Or the omega symbol. I remember that stupid oh the. Omega I always guy. thought it was a horseshoe when I was a kid, and I'm like, why does that fucking magnet guy have a horseshoe on? him? <laughs> I can't think of his name now.
0: Uh, I'm drawing a blank.
3: What's his name, Tom?
0: All right, well, uh, they're making me go to top five characters with magnetic powers. Are you ready? You Polaris. Yeah. Uh Magneto, number two. Players number one. Cosmic Boy. Oh,
1: He's in the these... Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, that's Legion of that Superheroes. That. Oh, by the way, you want to see the worst costume? Just oh, yeah? Google Cosmic Boy 90s. He had, like, you know how they've got the uh, boob windows?
3: Yeah, he has, yeah. like, a key... Cosmic Boy
1: worst
0: costume yeah check it out uh magno magno is the name of the character you're looking for josh is magno now
3: it's um, magno yeah.
0: tom da- created by tom dalton um magno, magno. he's got the the big gold horseshoe which you're right josh i never saw it before also known as magno Land at one point
3: yeah yeah
0: and there's also the magnetic kid uh, but that's different. So, yeah, Magno with that big, ugly horseshoe like you were talking okay. about. All righty. Wow, that is ugly as hell. Yeah. And there's also the human Magnet. Uh, but he's a very minor DC villain that fights Batman, I think, t- looks like twice. And then they give up. All right. I think that'll do it for uh, Magneto. Let's go to the front of the log box. What do you got at the front of the law box here, Mikey? Front
1: of the log box. I have Back issues number 143. It is all about Neil Adams. Um, it is a retrospective on Neil Adams in the Bronze Age, and it is a it's a tribute magazine. They have a number of articles that they had previously run in back issue. Uh, some interviews with Neil Adams, uh, other people talking about. Neil Adams' artwork and uh, how it affected everybody um, and all the accomplishments that he had, both as an artist and as an advocate for other creators. So we already know the biggest Neil Adams fan is dead. Mm -hmm. But if you are a Neil Adams fan, this is a great issue for you to pick up because it'll uh it gives you a lot of insight uh, uh on how much he affected the industry Beat. i picked it up because you know
0: four of us are pretty big neil adam fans we are big neil adam i think we're the second biggest neil adam fans out there i know i am uh tommy what
2: do you got the bag in the long box here friend I have Batman the Brave and the Bold by Tom King and Mitch Geralds from May of 2023. This is a great uh, sort of book that has four different little vignettes in it. One of them is a retelling of the first Joker story, which was fantastic. It also has, surprisingly, a Superman story that I am interested in actually reading, uh, where Superman is... Clark Kent has sent a decoder ring from one of his childhood stories and Superman goes to investigate and it actually seems like it's an interesting Superman story. Uh, it gave me just enough to want more. So I'm interested in like waiting for the next issue to come out on DC uh, uh, Infinite so that I can actually read the, the second installment of that.
1: <laughs> okay. I love everything by Tom King, so I'm sure it's gonna be good. Is he writing all of the stories in that, or is he just writing the
2: Batman Joker stories? I don't know. I just decided to read it, and uh, it had it had not only a Batman story, it had a Superman story, and it had a Stormwatch story in it as well. Uh, The Stormwatch story I didn't really care for, but I've never really been a big Stormwatch fan. So, but like I said, I was I was. Not a huge not a huge Superman fan because he's kind of overpowered in my mind. But uh this was kind of intriguing in that you know Superman is is sent this Dakota Ring from this early childhood show that he watched as a as a kid. And he goes and the Dakota Ring, instead of being a cheap plastic piece of crap like all Dakota rings are, actually is a, a functioning thing and uh and does all sorts of things and and I'm interested to see where it actually leads because it's a Superman story where Superman doesn't know the outcome. It's funny that you should mention the Brave and the Bold because
1: Neil Adams' first, the only way he could get onto Batman was drawing the Brave and the Bold Brave to the point where everybody was writing into uh, the editor of DC and complaining, why is the only good Batman in Brave and the Bold?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, oddly, uh, my favorite Superman story was the Clark Kent spy novel. Do you remember that, LT? No. So Clark Kent wrote a spy novel, and it won critical acclaim and kind of the bestsellers list. And the comic book is just Clark Kent as a spy in the novel, um, just kind of you know he's kind of doing his own novel as, as if Clark Kent were a reporter and a spy. And at the end, it's just Clark Kent sitting back, and he is reveling in the fact that he created something that everyone likes, everyone appreciates as Clark Kent. Like, he's got accolades as a reporter and a journalist, but very often when he's doing those things, he's getting a little help from Superman because, you know, he's at the right place at the right time and all that kind of thing. But a work of fiction, a work that he came up with himself 100% without the superpowers he took this particular joy in and i've always liked that uh for superman Is one of my favorite superman stories sorry that was a tangent and that's usually josh's thing josh what do you got for us in the tangent box
3: okay so i uh i'm in this little facebook group and what it does it's What's like it super, it's like uh i can't remember it's it's basically super fight and so they just come up with imaginary scenarios between various fictional characters. And this week, it was Beast Boy versus Kraven.
0: That's a fun one.
3: And uh, the uh, the setting was the Savage Lands. Both have okay. prior knowledge of their opponents. They're dropped in, and it's to the death. And that was mm-hmm. the scenario.
1: Beast Boy wins.
2: Beast Boy definitely wins. Well. Yeah. But- what, Beast Boy wait doesn't does, want to kill. Does he Beast morphs Boy, into a disease. Does Beast Boy have knowledge of Craven from the comic books and he's dropped in with Craven from the movie?
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> he's we like, don't, I don't know what to do with this asshole. We, I don't, mean, talk about, we don't talk I'm about the movie him. yet. I'm just killing him.
3: <laughs> Beast Boy has also turned into Godzilla. So let's just set no, no, that aside. For the
0: power set wise, I don't see any way that Craven's not. I mean, Sure, he can have the poison tip of something or something and he sneaks up, but from a real power set, I don't see any way Beast Boy loses except for the fact that you said it's to the death.
2: Yeah, Beast Boy usually doesn't kill.
0: Yeah, I can't see Beast Boy winning if he has to kill him. I'm sorry, that wasn't your question, but though. What's your real question? It was not.
3: So I was thinking about Beast Boy, and shapeshifting has always been in my brain set, one of my favorite characters. So you get three animals you can turn into. Three animals. You can do it as often as you want. Doesn't matter when. You get three <laughs> animals you can turn into. What three animals can you turn into if you have
0: giving us All right, so right, you're, giving us three. Three. you're giving us the TV show Manimal. Dolphin. Yeah.
3: Do you remember that? So Manimal? I can have
1: random sex.
3: <laughs> Mike, Mike,
0: you... you know you can have random sex now, right? You just are married. Not, decided not to, not with dolphins, I can't. <laughs> <Not with> dolphins. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from.
3: You know what, Mike? I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yuck your kink. Just get out, okay?
0: Carry I'm on. I'm gonna your list. yuck your yum, buddy. Go yeah, ahead. Go for you? It. Who, What are the other two, Mike?
1: Red panda. Because you're Cause fucking they're... adorable. They're adorable. They're like a bear-raccoon combo. And I guess a horse. So I can fuck Supergirl?
0: Well, that's one of the few animals that has fucked Supergirl.
2: <laughs> well, that Mike. we know of.
0: Okay. Okay, I'm so Mike only- is
2: just interested in fucking different things.
0: I saw this thing earlier this week that was hilarious to me. It was all these animals lined up and one is a horse and says, I wish I could fly. One is a fish that says, I wish I could walk. And one is, uh, no. uh, yeah. And the last one's a duck. I'm like, all right, I gotta take duck. You can fly, you can swim, you can walk. Duck's got it all. My number one pick there is a duck. I'm mean, even going to go specifically, right. I'm going to go with the Nene of uh, Hawaii, which is a very cool kind of duck.
2: And okay. Tom wants a corkscrew penis.
0: Okay. I do want a corkscrew penis. We got that covered with the duck. guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for Come shark. see me while I'm in a dolphin, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for shark after that uh, because, hey, shark. Uh, and last but not least... uh. Killer amoeba. I do like the idea of
1: getting an animal that could fly. I didn't think of
0: that. That would have been
1: nice. I Duck can do it all. I'm, I'm not saying a duck can't do it all. I'm just saying I wish I had thought of that.
2: I'll tell you what he got. All right. So I'm a little concerned. I kind of wish I had a fourth. Because, like, I, I watched a lot of a lot of that Beastmaster movie when I was a kid. Fair. So so oh, I'm like, a lot of manimal. So I'm like thinking ferret. <laughs> <laughs>
0: name the all right, Mikey, name the two ferrets. No. Josh, <laughs> name the two ferrets. Come on, man.
3: I I I'm not gonna remember it now.
0: Tommy? I, I don't remember. I With remember Codo could, talking to them. Kodo and Podo, for
2: fuck's Codo sake, Because Those two ferrets could get in anywhere.
1: Never seen it. You
2: never seen it? That's no. that's. I find that
0: very surprising.
3: I do I too. I find that very shocking.
0: Because that was like one of the few good fantasy movies when we were kids to watch. Yeah. We didn't have a lot to eat, and we were starving. And you said no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> is what that amounts <laughs> to? Nah, that would pass. Nah, nah. Tuna? I'm not a big nah. tuna. Fan. <laughs> hey, man.
2: Nah. So. So I, I was I, I was thinking Ferret orangutan okay. because well they can climb Biker on games. stuff, they can climb on stuff, they can smoke, and they can hit people and nobody's gonna say anything about it. Mike, name the orangutan from every which way but loose. Right turn, Clyde. Clyde it was good man. And then I was gonna go with a hawk because they can fly. But now I'm thinking. i maybe I should go with something that can swim, because all you fuckers are gonna try to drown me. That's fair. I've seen you play. I'm D&D. not gonna
1: try to drown
0: you.
2: I don't know, but I know you're gonna, you're gonna try. To I might accidentally
1: drown. drown you while I'm fucking you.
0: <laughs> I, <was gonna> <laughs> I pick flesh-eating amoeba just because Mike can't fuck it. <laughs> can he? <laughs> I'll fuck him.
2: So I'm going. Uh, we'll f- oh, you know what? I'm gonna go with a stingray. That way I can fly and I can swim.
3: Stingrays don't don't fly.
2: Can't they? they? do it in Marvel Comics. No, manta ray.
3: Manta ray? No. Isn't that,
2: st- isn't there one that can fly? Yeah, you think of a fly, fly fish, but it doesn't they fly fly.
3: Glide for like fifty or sixty feet and then go back into the water. Now, flying fish are
2: stupid. I don't want to be fly. a flying fish. <laughs> Wait, you think manta rays? I thought they could glide. Like, they, like, I thought they could kind of glide a little bit. <laughs> I would love to
0: live in a world where the fucking Banta Ray flies.
2: I don't because know. That's I mean, they certainly fly. flew that's at, that's the at Steve That's the only Irwin. world.
0: That's the only world where Steve Irwin deserved to die. If he was just like two miles on the beach and they we finally go, oh, fuck him. <laughs>
3: So for my three, I am joining the orcas and their yacht-sinking endeavors, so I'm going orca for my sea animal.
0: Oh, you just fucked my shark, dude. You got me.
3: Yeah. yeah. But I don't think people understand how big orca are
0: They're compared very to huge.
3: a lot of other shit. So there was an orca off the coast of Boston, which was rare just last week, yeah. uh, with a couple other, with and he hangs out with dolphins. And you see the dolphins next to him, and you're like... That dolphin's 10 feet long, and that orca's fucking huge. That orca's like 35 feet long and 8 tons. He is a fucking school bus with a tail and a face. Fucking shit up. So I'm going with orca for my C1, and then I need something for the air. I need need a a long flyer. I'm going with the Himalayan crow, because that fucker can fly. He's the highest elevation flyer. He can fly as high as he wants. He flies up to the top of the Andes. 35,000 feet.
0: He's cool. He can fly anywhere. You don't know what he wants. You don't know what he wants. That's my point. He can fucking fly anywhere.
3: (laughs) And for land, I'm conflicted. But I'm going to kind of go along LT's line here and go with the fucking gorilla. Because gorillas are badass motherfuckers. And if you wanted to fuck up something and still have thumbs, gorilla's the way to go.
0: I think you guys all missed the boat with my flesh-eating bacteria.
3: I see that. But I can be a giant gorilla with a two-pointed warhammer just fucking people up. That's
0: awesome. yeah, it would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would watch that movie.
3: There was a thing where they were showing like how strong gorillas were, and it was a thing where he was lifting up this little valve to get a banana out, and so he kept lifting it up and they just kept adding weight to it, and eventually he was just lifting up a Volkswagen to get a banana. If you can just lift a Volkswagen to get a banana, imagine if you
0: actually wanted something. <laughs> you don't know how much you want that banana, man.
3: I'm just saying that's.
0: that's God damn! I want that banana. Animal.
3: He's like, "Oh, what? I'm gonna get this banana. What's on the other side of that? What your car? Hey, yeah.
0: I'm surprised you used that one, Josh, because I know you have another factoid about the strength of orangutans up your sleeve.
2: Uh, uh. orangutans are, are strong.
0: Do you remember that one, Josh? Well
3: there's the one with the female chimpanzee.
0: That was the one I was thinking of.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, they had they were measuring the pull strength of chimpanzees and there was a female chimpanzee in heat and she exerted 1900 pounds of pull.
0: While she was getting Roger.
3: 1900 pounds of pull and that's like a 90 pound ape and a gorilla's a 400 pound ape. Yeah. yeah. That guy is
0: fucking you up. Yeah, yeah. Nobody survives a gorilla attack. Nobody. You does. might survive a gorilla. I don't like you. Yeah. You might survive a gorilla. Like a wave. You yeah. might survive that. That's you about might, it. You might survive yeah. a gorilla. Bleh. Mildly
3: Wildly disgruntled. Yeah, but yeah. But an yeah.
0: attack. No, now, no sir. He's flipping no, sir.
3: Your car over, ripping the door off, pulling you out, and just dismembering you.
0: Knows that. Knows that. No. Sir. no, sir. no, sir. no. All right, are you guys ready? I have a game today. Okay. Kind of based off last week's game. All right, I got to go to the right website here to make sure.
3: Wait, what was that last, I... week's <laughs> last week's was
0: game? Last week's game was week? it was based off this is. Okay. Uh, last week's game was, if you don't remember, was um, what's his name? Um, uh, p- 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 from Police Academy.
3: Oh, ah, uh, oh. yeah. What's his name? What, what's his name? Paul Rudd. Roll- Not Paul Rudd. Hot uh, uh, Tower. Nope. nope. No. Nope. Gutenberg. 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 The Gutenberg Bible. No, it's Gutenberg popular. Bible. No, that's
0: right. Under DC is... trip, Mike.
3: you and your this... damned whiskey.
0: That's right. So we had to name Gutenberg movies that weren't police academy movies this week. We're naming Danny Aiello movies that are not Hudson Hawk. Josh, you're first. Ah, fuck. <laughs> no, he's been in a million things. He has. fellows? <laughs> Was he in Goodfellas? I don't Was
3: know. What's good? my cue? Oh, do I have a you just, uh,
1: LT, you need, name LT who? you need to learn to do the right thing?
0: That is ah. Mike. Mike is correct with good Before do the right you. Get thing, but it wasn't struck. your turn, Mike. <laughs> We're Likes going all in over order. <laughs> all right, we'll start again. Do the right thing is no longer in. Josh, do you have an answer?
3: A Danny Aiello movie that is not... Hudson Hawk.
2: Hudson. I'll also take a music video. Just to be nice.
3: Yeah, of course. It's, um... (laughs) I just said one. I know, but he already disqualified it. No, I said another one right
0: after that. did say another one. I didn't hear it. I give up. Give him one. Give him one, Mikey. Moonstruck.
3: Moonstruck? All right. I don't like yeah. Moonstruck. Fuck
0: that. I give Come up. Come on, De- Nicholas Cage, Danny Aiello, Cher, that was a good movie. Was
2: it? Yes. No, it was it, that it was fine. It wasn't a good movie. LT, go ahead. Uh I guess Goodfellas wasn't one. No. Uh uh, Get Shorty? You're just naming movies, man.
0: No, it wasn't yeah. Get Shorty. But let me double check. Bastard No he wasn't In Get Shorty Mikey Go again I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna Count my
0: Danny Aiello He's
3: like I already named Three and people Fucking took him And fucked it up Yeah I don't know Mike Uh Oof Ah. Wow.
1: Anybody got
2: any we... Last ones Alright One of the
0: Few that he was The lead in Was called The Pickle he was also in uh, b- 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 Jacob's Ladder, a movie. Oh,
3: great movie. Great the movie. The remake. Loved that. Yeah, not great.
0: Not great. Harlem Tim Nights. Robbins.
3: Tim Robbins, yeah.
0: Yep. Harlem yeah. Nights. I don't remember him in Harlem Nights. Uh, the January Man. We both like that one. I haven't seen it? You haven't seen January Man? It's, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Oh, The Pickup Artist. He was one of the He was in The Pickup Artist. The Pickup Artist, yeah. It's a good one. He yeah. was good at that. Um, uh, Madonna's Papa Don't Priest. that's the one I was trying to hand you there, Josh.
3: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: The one yeah. super obscure one that I would have gotten was The Protector, uh, because that's the one he did with Jackie Chan. <laughs> okay. Yep, Jackie Chan and Danny Aiello was a buddy, this was, um... Was it the 80s? Yeah, this was yeah. 1985. Can you believe? Can't you, Can't believe you believe it? Can you believe it? Okay, yeah, I, uh, he I was guess like can rose of cairo i don't remember him in that but i guess he was the Allen movie yeah yeah uh but by but, but anything else the godfather saga he was uh tony and no oh, no he was in the tv show the godfather not, uh, uh, that doesn't count yeah that doesn't count that's,
3: it's immediate disqualification
0: <laughs> you know what you're not wrong on that uh ruby he was jack ruby that's another one of the few ones he was the, okay. the lead.
3: yeah that's uh yeah
0: Oh, uh, Leon the Professional, that we also call just the Professional here in the United States. That was a great movie.
3: Great movie, yeah. Uh, City Hall? Terrible
0: movie. You didn't like City Hall? No, I, I didn't did like not. it either that much. <laughs> <But> John Cusack? <laughs> was that John Cusack? I think it was John
3: Cusack. Also, I remember about it is not liking it. That's about as much as I got from that movie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's about the same for me. Prince of Central Park, The Fool, Brooklyn Lobster, Lucky Number Slevin. That was a good one. Anybody remember Lucky Number Slevin? It's a horror movie, right? It wasn't really a horror movie. It was more like the professional again.
3: Like the new one? Like in the late 2000s, like 2016 or 15?
0: Lucky Number Slevin? Yeah. Uh, 2006. 2006. Tim Roth. Yeah. I don't know if they made Lucky Number Eleven, but it was it was good. Okay. Anything else? Uh, I mean, he, he passed shortly after that, making a deal with the devil, the last big save, uh, the neighborhood, a few others. That's a okay. toughie. Now yeah. that's I just want to reiterate, we love Danny Aiello, but he's so good that I don't want to say he's so good that we don't always see him, but we, he's so good that when he's in a movie, it just makes the movie better. And we don't really think about it all that much. So a lot of those movies that are in that we were missing just because, like, he doesn't eat up the scene. He's not that character actor. He's, he's the, the character puzzle actor.
3: piece that finishes things.
0: Yeah. He's not like, like, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, who's the guy that played uh, in Ryan Garrett Picture show? Tim. Tim, Tim Curry? Curry. Tim Curry. Tim Curry eats up the scenery and steals every scene he's in. And sometimes, usually it's a good thing with Tim Curry. Yeah. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's a good thing. That's not Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello is moving the story along and being a great bit player. And uh, he he was brilliant in everything he was ever in, much like Vic Tayback. Are you ready? Mikey, you totally won that one.
3: You totally hey, yeah. <laughs> good you job. You named man. more than one movie he was in, and
0: I ended. I only had like the Protector, the Pickle. The last time. That's all I had. So, before I went into it. Look forward to that game coming back. All right. <laughs> uh, if you want right. to hear
1: another game, you oh. can go over to patreon.com slash the long box, guys. And for a mere $1 a month, you whoa, can... Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. $1 a month. Is that the same exact... Wait, what?
3: A dollar a month?
0: Yeah. That can't be. Yeah, it same exact price. It your shouldn't. wife charges you for hand jobs. Oh that's man, bad. is she up charging me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I I have to pay her for me to give
3: her a hand job? Wait, yeah. How is it? <laughs> yeah. First of all, that's called finger blasting. Finger that's the way I do it. <laughs> Bear.
1: I use the palm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just, just, a lot of, just a lot of rubbing.
3: It's <laughs> more jazz hands that. than anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta cut this out. <laughs> I just, to go, YouTube,
3: I'm sorry we don't edit this, but hands. Jesus Christ,
0: we have gone around. Oh, I'm trying jazz hands tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna take the vuvuzela out. I'm gonna wake Lainey up
2: and try jazz
0: hands. And I'm just gonna go jazz hands.
3: <laughs> I mean, as long as you say it, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. If you do it without saying it, that's assault.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But if you do it and I'm going to quote you on that (laughs) at my deposition, it's still assault. (laughs) If you don't get consent, all the money from our Patreon
1: account goes to Therapy and to the Elizabeth Peabody House Food Bank. (laughs) So you get an extra podcast every week where we uh, actually do a podcast uh and we usually play a game and talk about all the other geeky
0: things we're doing during the week that is not comic book related board games tv shows movies live action role playing all kinds of weird stuff everything gardening every once in a while lt how's your garden doing it's doing a little bit better save it for
1: the other podcast save it
0: lt yeah jesus christ And, uh, and josh do you like pancakes I do. I fucking it love it. It doesn't pancakes. matter if you like pancakes. God, that's a throwback. That's an old one. It's a wrestling throwback. It's that old he wrestling. Not of. I like pancakes. Likes pancakes. Uh, Mike, do we have any uh plugs coming up? Nothing oh. too soon.
1: Well, I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle who provides our geek rock music every week. You can check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com. And, of course, we're going to Terrificon. We are not putting on any panels at Terrificon, but Uh, we're we're going to be there. Uh, And next year, Pensacon, we have already decided. Censorship. We're talking about banned books in
0: Florida, and we're doing it in drag. That's right. Uh, We're actually doing a cross-play cosplay day, and we are going to be in drag, except for Mike. (laughs) Mike, we're not going to let you go in drag, man. I don't care what you think you're going to let me do. Mike, seriously, I'm going to notify the police. I am dying to get arrested in drag in Florida. Are you willing to get arrested in drag in Florida? Yeah, because the lawsuit will be phenomenal. Really? Somebody has to not be in drag so they can bail us out.
3: Well, Violet won't be in drag. She bail won't she?
0: Yeah, huh? no. I love she'd make a really cute uh, professor. Yeah. Right off the bat, LT, Knocking out of the thing. Well, yeah. I'm not saying like she couldn't do it.
3: I'm just saying we'll have people there.
0: You're right. Diane, Diane will bail us out. out. Diane will bail us out. All right. Yeah. You are our go-to. We were our go to. We Me and Josh were talking about this earlier. We want to get arrested.
3: Yeah. And I have a w- ridiculous limit on my credit card, so yeah. I can bail us all out. All
0: right. Because I'm notifying the cops. Please, Jesus, let this go on my fucking permanent record. My point is, and there is one, we are going to be doing cosplay and crossplay in comic books and in real life. What are the, you know, limits and benefits of crossplay? I'm going to be Pam Poovy. Mike, who are you going to be? I think I'm going to go Supergirl. Oh, nice. Which one? Cheerleader outfit, Supergirl? Uh, I don't know yet, but I mean, there's a lot of good ones to do, this is my point. Supergirl has a couple of good costumes, Josh. Have you picked? I haven't
3: picked, I might go Kitty Pride.
0: Oh, uh, I'm gonna have to classic, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, man, don't do this to me.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be super awkward for us, huh? it's gonna
0: be super awkward for me, man. <laughs>
3: super awkward,
0: oh man. To make him look good yeah you can you're a very attractive young man yeah <laughs> uh tommy who are you
2: gonna be i think i'm probably gonna go velma now do, uh... now velma now
0: my tommy we talked about this you might not want to get arrested yeah <laughs> well <laughs> you're the outlier oh in God. this little group here do you want to not go as velma I don't know. All right. Think about it because you have a security clearance. Yep. And Mike has a security. I'm more worried about Mike than you, quite frankly. But Mike has a security clearance. Good too, uh to worry about. But like. Come
3: on. I can be an independent consultant for the rest of my life. I never need to be hired by a company for yeah. as long as I live. And it just doesn't matter.
0: And it just doesn't matter. Because the kids across the lake are always going to get the hot chicks. Because they have all the money. Name the movie.
3: I don't know.
0: It just doesn't matter. It just... Meatballs, oh.
3: it just meatballs? meatballs. thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Mike
2: said it. Mike
0: yeah, said it. it. Yeah. All right, Tommy. Wait, which
3: meatballs had the alien in
0: it? Three Oh, four? that was three.
2: Three, okay. Yeah, I never watched
0: that. <laughs> watch it, it's funny.
2: It's... Yeah. Don't watch
0: It's that. not meatballs. Meatballs is hilarious.
2: I think I and stopped also, after number two. Good. Like, it's good. It's good storytelling. Yep. I'd like to thank uh, GeekOrthodox.com GeekOrthodox.com Hey, Mike, look up. Yeah, Mike, head up. what's look up, Mike. Mike? I'm ordering
1: my Supergirl costume.
2: <laughs> I'll oh. do it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Slack, in the middle Geek of this. GeekOrthodox.com yeah, wow. I'm trying to
1: see if a Kenny. large will actually fit
2: me geekorthodox.com yeah. purveyor of fine stained glass prints and other geeky things apparently not a, a Supergirl costume otherwise Mike would be involved in this, in this plug right now but if you need apparel you can go to ianlino.com and get all your apparel needs except for a Supergirl costume because otherwise Mike would be available in this plug right now but he's too busy ordering Supergirl costumes hopefully one with a boob window but hey, whatever Maybe he's going classic. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, go to ianlino.com and geekorthodox.com for all of your geeky needs.
0: Oh, man, we've got to do the Penguin book if we're doing band books. That's adorable. It is. What's the name of that Penguin book, Mikey? Tango Mix 3. Oh, such a cute book. Yeah. All right, I guess that does it for... Plugs? Pl- plugs. Sorry, I yeah. there. Anyone have anything else to say? No. Then let me say this, Josh. Terrific guy coming up. Is that your sector?
3: Is that is that the one in Michigan, son? Yeah, yeah. Then yes.
0: I got it right this time finally.
3: <laughs> yeah, you, you did. I was in like sure. it, it, that was that that was the conflict in my brain.
0: There's a couple there's a couple of decent autographs I want to get to besides uh, just getting Chris Claremont's, <laughs> and I, I think I will do Hypno Hustler. That doesn't seem like a tough one to pull off.
3: You got the guitar? Yeah, get in there.
0: Got Give the guitar? Shape. I get in your platform shoes. You know what? I can wear my yellow boots. Sure. Good yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. You could go as Mr. Banjo. Ha! No one will get First off, Mr. Banjo has a banjo. True. Second, it's a more complicated costume, really. It's like a four-piece suit. <laughs> and Hypno Hustler and a speed some
3: suit. and some goggles and a,
0: yeah, and
3: a yeah. fro, and you're good.
0: Goggles yeah. and a fro and a speed suit. Yeah. Yeah. platform shoes but i think the yellow boots will do tommy sweet sweet tommy you got anything uh any last words of wisdom
2: uh if you haven't gotten your shot you should probably get a shot did you get a single shot i did both of them <laughs> it's like tar going in your arm isn't it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's,
0: it second one was, first
2: one wasn't too bad second one was well bad second one was like like a black horse. Fortunately,
3: hole. I already had the shingles. Don't need. you them. know what? That's not fortunate. That's oh, not yeah. fortunate. Because nah, that off. was
0: the yeah. worst summer. Of, was it a summer or an autumn? I think it was an autumn for you.
3: Uh, it wasn't that bad, actually. Oh, uh, I mean, It wasn't as bad as my fucking. And it doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. Lainey suffered like
0: hell. Fell. It was awful for Laney. Mikey, sweet, sweet Mikey. Uh, what is the podcast like for you? It's like Drunk History, but for comics. All right. I guess that's it. And don't forget what I would say. Don't with Just, just, just promote what you love. You live longer. Thank you for the long box, guys. Love
3: you. Bye bye.
1: Bye. Love you. Bye bye.